probably about a year ago, was going through my Shopify you know, customers and saw that Wes Wexner bought. Wes Wexner was the founder of Victoria's Secret, you know, huge, huge businessman. I was like, wow, Wes Wexner just bought from us. This is, this is, this is amazing. I had the courage to reach out to Lex and say, hey, Lex, you know, saw you bought. Can we hop on a call and just want to pick your brain because you're one of the best businessmen of all time. So I got on the phone with him and spent two and a half hours talking to Wes. All right, folks, we're back for another episode of You Are Not Your Roaz. I'm coming to you live from the Great White North, the beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. And I'm joined by one of my favorites, one of my all-time awesomest humans, Jonathan Packer, the snacks aficionado. Jonathan, thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me, Rob. I really appreciate it. I love what you guys are up to. Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually back-to-back because I just saw you were actually at our, our Blue Whale group as well. Um, everybody loved you there. And then you also gave us a bunch of snacks for DDC After Dark, which is actually dropping next week. Those those pretzels were an absolute, ah, man, I can't believe I, I gained at least three or four pounds. But before we get into all of that awesomeness, um, kind of, I guess, tell people what you do, where you're at right now, and then we'll get into the story of how you got there. Yep. I uh, founded a brand called Goat Foods along with my father-in-law and brother-in-law, so a little bit of a family business. Thank God, no fist fights yet. <laughs> um, and coming to you from sunny Florida, Boca Raton, Florida. Amazing. And this is a new move, if I might add, right? Yeah, we, we, moved, used to be- uh, we moved from uh, up north, New Jersey. Yep. Moved down to South Florida about two months ago. Yeah. How are you liking it? Yeah. Was that a big switch? switch um yeah definitely a big switch but loving life it's great yeah boca is beautiful boca is beautiful so how did you get into entrepreneurship because you kind of have a bit of a pedigree of entrepreneurship with your um dad's sneaker store shoe store excuse me right so give people a little bit of color there so it's kind of a wild story um a little bit untraditional uh my 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 family has um been entrepreneurs for 120 years. We are in the sneaker business. Um, my great great grandfather started a sneaker retail store, and it's been going down in generations. Right now, my dad is running it. Uh, so, you know, but my dad, you know, went to college, went to law school, and he was a lawyer for eight years. So, really? you know, yeah, and then he took over the family business. So, did that corporate stint, um, and also took that, you know took a similar path, but, you know, went to college, uh, then started working at KPMG, one of the big four accounting firms, you know, worked my ass off. Um, and then COVID hit and every changed everybody's world. Um, and my father-in-law from my wife's uh, side of the family also been a serial entrepreneur for a while. And his family, you know, comes from a family of entrepreneurs. He gave me a call and said, hey, Jonathan, you know, you're not going to the office anymore. Uh, you got 10 more minutes in your day. Um, you know, what are you doing with it? I said, honestly, like, I want to sleep. Like, I work really hard. Like, 10, 10 minutes is, is a lot. Uh, we said, you're not doing that. I got this great domain, licorice.com. You want to act on it. So I had no e-commerce, no entrepreneurial uh, background, no Shopify, no Facebook ad experience. But, you know, dove, um deep um into all that and we started working on the brand april 2020 did our first sale um as all you know entrepreneur entrepreneurs know their they they did their first sale was october 27th 2020 and it's been a roller (laughs) it's been a roller coaster ever since you know we, we sold out of our we sold out of our licorice um by december 31st 2020 and then we were able to restock um, in the beginning of the year of 21. And we were also took that time to work on pretzels.com. Uh, and it was a rinse and repeat. You know, we launched October um, 4th, 2021, pretzels.com, sold out by December 31st, 21. And right now we're sitting here uh, at the end of September. And we got two great brands um, um, in the mix. And we're launching a third one. Um, in about 30 days. So very exciting times um, here at Go Foods. Wow, I did not know any of that. That is so fascinating. So I did not know you. 
So did the accounting actually, so I came from an economics background. Did the accounting actually help out because like the numbers and the like projections, things of that nature, inventory, yeah, yeah, yeah. To like, you're already really privy to all that where it's not this huge jump. And then you just had to bolt on kind of marketing ads, et cetera, but you understood the core of a, what makes a good business. Yeah. So I spent four years at KPMG first two years. I was doing uh, taxes for hedge, hedge funds, private equity, funded funds, and that I—I I mean, all, the only good thing that came out of that is I—I I, uh, learned how to work really hard, but wasn't <laughs> wasn't able to trans wasn't able to transition anything. But the last two years that I spent at KPMG, I was working on the deal advisory team, so I was working on M and A transactions, and that has helped a ton um, with the financials of this business. You know knowing what a good business looks like, how to operate a good business. So really grateful for those uh, couple years there. That is so awesome, man. I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah. So how did you, so I guess, what does your day-to-day look like sitting over all these brands? Like you're, cause you're essentially like CEO, CMO, like cause you, you do do a lot of outsourcing with some really talented people, but at the same time, like you run a pretty lean yeah. team in terms of executive leadership, right? It's pretty much like you and yeah. Warren driving the boat, correct? Yeah. Yep. So we will we will be a lean team and we will always be a lean team. Um, we got a, you know we're trying we're building up our in-house team now, and we are we have been have we have had the great fortune of finding really good people, um, and lean on those people uh, pretty heavily. So you know our team looks like you know I'll just give a little bit of insight on what the team looks like. Yeah. So we have a media buyer uh, that does you know everything on the Facebook, Instagram ad side. We just brought in um, a retention um, manager. So he's, you know, doing everything that, you know, falls on, on, under the retention. So that's email, SMS. Um, we're getting into some uh, postcards and some other, you know, interesting stuff. We have a creative director. And I think that's been a really big unlock for our brands. Uh, having the creative in-house has been really essential. And then we have some people on the ops team uh, and we also fulfill in-house. So we have a whole fulfillment team that I think we add a person to every single day. Um, so it's been really fun and we have a CX person. Um, it's been really fun. We all collaborate. We are, um, you know, when we have a marketing meeting, everybody comes to the table. It doesn't matter uh, if you're in CX, if you're in retention or, or, or whatever. We like to bring everybody to the table because people could add stuff that they're seeing in their vertical or they've seen um, in the news or, or whatever. So, and we really, you know, we really uh, focus on you know, just like very broad, um, b- very broad, you know, we, get, we uh, tell everybody to read a lot. And, yeah. and so it's been a great mix. That's incredible. So is everybody on-prem or do you guys have some remote people as well? We have one person remote. I'm trying to get him to move here as soon as possible. But um, other than that, everybody's in the office and it's been a huge unlock. I think, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a, yeah, there's a, there's a big, uh, either you're, you're fully bought, bought, brought into the remote environment or in-house. I know like, the triple L team is pretty much all in-house. So I just feel like for fast growing brands, you got to be next to each other. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I've, I've kind of wavered back and forth on that. I'm with you. We're so just to give some color, we're at triple L we're pretty much talent over location, but like 90% of the people, we only have a few marketers that are not sitting in the Austin office where, um, there, there is just something to be said about, having people in the same building for a few hours a day, really. uh, Yeah. There's just some magic that happens there that it's really hard to replicate with remote. Um, I love that a lot. What was your first hire? Uh, Creative director. Amazing. Amazing. And then that is so cool. So you do all your fulfillment. I didn't know that either. No three PLs or nothing. Nope. No three PLs. We fulfill all here and we've built some pretty cool stuff. Uh, uh, get out, you know, 800 packages on a, you know, a a regular day. So, um, it's, it's definitely an added, um, complex step to the whole process, but, um, it's been great. That's incredible. So with juggling all of that, like, so how do you and Warren then split up the duties or do you guys kind of like co-CEO it or like, how does that work? 
Yeah, we 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 split um we split that up, and then my brother-in-law also oh, a third right. partner. He yep. right, he runs the operations side. So amazing. Sort of, you know, I could get the you know my my job, you know, get the orders, get the orders, and then once it's once it's in, it's it's on him to get it out ASAP. So, you know, Warren is obviously a partner, uh, and he's been around, and he's teaching us the business. Right, reason why we started, you know, one of the reasons why we started this business is he's been pretty successful entrepreneur and seen a lot. And he wanted to give it to the next generation. So uh, it started off as that, but, you know, it, we built a nice business and, you know, he's trying to get him into the office every day now um, as much as possible. I love, I love Warren. Yeah. Shout out, Warren, if you're listening to this. Um, that's incredible. How did you guys land on Snacks? Was it just building from those incredible domain names or was it yeah, you saw we, like margins or like what, how did you guys land there? Yeah, we were we were blessed to have all these domains, yeah. um, and then just started to just was the right time to act on them. So we we tested, see, and and America votes, right? Yeah. You could try as much as you want. You got the best branding. You can do the best ads, this that. But if America doesn't like your product, you're just you're going to be sitting on your product, right? So uh, America voted that they like licorice, they like pretzels, they like our brands, and that's why we launched. When you started your branding, like how did you go from like a stodgy accountant to building like one of the most glorious brands? Like your branding, the packaging, like everything is so thought out. Like, was there books you read? Was there people you talked to? Like, how did you bridge that gap? Because branding can be really hard, especially for uh, a numbers guy, right? Where like yeah. a numbers guy, you want to do what's the cheapest, what's the most economical, how am I going to make the most money, et cetera, et cetera. And when you touch and feel either licorice or pretzels, like you can tell that there's no consideration. I mean, I won't say no, but like the last consideration is economics. Like it's the best packaging. It's the best product. It's the best just experience. Like you feel like you're at this super, super premium level. How did you kind of internalize all that? Was that just like a, a feel intuition or like, was that, does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, Long story short, um, I'm not going to take credit for it. Right? We we hired somebody for our branding, um, and he was great. He really put us on a great path. And then, you know, once he did the licorice and the pretzels, we sort of we, we got we got the feel. And I think for our, all our brands that are going to come out in the next um, few months, you know, we're we're able to do it in house ourselves. Our creative director, you know, helps us with that. Um, so we were able to find somebody here locally in Florida and he put us on a nice path. That's beautiful. Yeah. Would you give any tips to people right now? Like what would be some tips for people that are starting or wanting to start down the path of entrepreneurship or a D2C store or anything like that? Is there some things that you can tell them or some things you should tell them to avoid? Like what are some of the pitfalls that you've encountered and what are some things that you're like, wow, if I did this over again, I would do that again. Uh, best advice is don't do it. No, I'm joking. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it's definitely been a shift. Um, and just a fair warning: if you want to be a successful entrepreneur and have a successful business, you got to be a hundred and fifty percent all in. Yeah. Um, you got to eat, sleep, breathe your business if you want to be successful. Um, you know, I'm on my phone, you know, just making sure the websites are working till two o'clock, you know, just, you just gotta, you gotta breathe this, you gotta live this. Um, and then just be smart about it, right? You just make sure that you have a plan going in and guess what? That plan is not going to be the plan in, in six months because stuff is going to change very fast. So just be willing to zigzag um, your way through the business. And then once you get product market fit and you're able to scale, don't be afraid um, and just, you know, read a lot, speak to a lot of people, know the industry that you're about to go in, in and out. That's really my best advice. Yeah. I love that. Is, are you guys, you guys are bootstrapped or did you raise anything? No, bootstrapped. Bootstrapped. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I really recommend that for a lot of people if they can do it, or at least at the beginning to make sure that they can get some product market fit and figure out to your point, if America voted on yes or no, or whatever market they're going into, because, um, not that there isn't a place for raising capital, but uh, it gets into some 
some weird quagmires and then you start to not necessarily quote unquote lose control, but as the CEO founder, like you only answer to your customers essentially. <laughs> but then when you start having shareholders or people that you've raised money from, then you have a board and you, there's just, there's adds layers of complication that can not necessarily be worth it. Um, especially if you can just get some working capital loans or something like that. But that's really interesting, Jonathan. I didn't know any of that. Um, two more questions and then we'll get to the uh, value add. Um, do you have any uh, succession plans for the sneaker store? Are you gonna Are you gonna move into running that, or is, are you gonna stay goat? <laughs> Robert, you got to get into family politics on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can punt. Uh, you can punt. It was just interesting because it sounds like there's that lineage, right? Where it's it's like the fancy watch or what have you, and you pass it down to the next son, to the next son, yeah, and yeah. It sounds like you're you're next. You're you're on deck for the uh, the batter's yeah. box we'll we'll see where we'll see where that goes um you know had the you know been living by the motto for the last few years i don't know what tomorrow brings um you know things are changing rapidly you know in this business in my life um so you know we'll see what tomorrow brings we'll see what the next few years brings and i don't know you know definitely was a lot more into it before this before i had my own business right i was a sneakerhead you know have have a crazy amount of sneakers was into the whole collection and then sort of dropped a little bit, but have a passion for business, have, you know, passion still there for, for sneakers and fashion. Um, so I don't know, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, no, that's a great line. Um, okay, one last question. What's the nicest thing someone's done for you? Good question. Um, I think my wife giving me my first kid um, about six and a half, seven months ago at this point. Amazing, um, congratulations. That's been, yeah. Thank you. So it's been a, a be, you know, one of the best things in my life, you know, having the first kid. Um, so that's been also, a, you know, a challenge. You know, uh, first yeah. kid business. I know a couple of, you know, entrepreneurs that I speak to um, have been having their first kid. So, um, but it's been awesome. Yeah. Early stage startup. Uh, having kids and health doesn't really, uh, they're, they're not very conducive to that. But yeah, shout out Miss Packer. That's fantastic. Well done. Well done. Um, okay, cool. This is why the people bought the ticket. Let's get into the value add segment. Um, you'd mentioned you are running goat foods. Uh, why is it called that? Is it greatest of all time? Yep. Greatest of all time. So we started licorice.com and then just, we were just going to run with licorice. Uh, didn't know that we had these, you know, had pretzels.com and just to give the listeners a little bit of sneak peek. We have caramels.com and cashews.com and and, a, and a, f- a few more others that we're going to launch soon. So didn't know that we had those. So just, you know, company was just called licorice.com. But then once we knew we had those domains, have a, you know, a holding company, Goat Foods, just sort of came greatest of all time, as you said. And, you know, we're going to put brands under the holding company, parent company. I love that. The yeah. uh, the branding too. You, you, he gave me a sneak peek at the Blue Whale Group for the uh, caramels. It's it's stunning. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any? Because I remember we briefly talked. Any kind of unifying, or is there going to be a way where I can go to say goatfoods.com and I can buy pretzels, licorice, and caramels, or whatever expansion brands? Or are you going to kind of keep these all siloed? Yeah, we're going to keep it all siloed. Okay. Uh, for now, you know. We do have some plans. We started talking to some people of having a, uh, you know, one checkout experience. So I could go to pretzels. If I go to pretzels.com, I could search, put my pretzels in there and top nav will have, you know, the different sites. I could click on licorice. I could go put licorice in my cart and then you'll have just a one checkout experience like 1-800-Flowers does and some other um some other brands. So we might dabble in that, you know, some people say, wow, that's game changing. Some people say, wow. And now, you know, I don't know if um, that will be such a big lift and it's an expensive um, endeavor um, and Shopify um, doesn't really support, um, doesn't really support that too much um, right now. Uh, but, you know, we'll see in the future where we go. Yeah, that's great. Um, speaking of Shopify, you guys do some pretty cool stuff, right? Cause so gifting is a big vector for you guys, correct? Yep. And you do, cause you, this was also kind of came up at the blue whale group when we were all having drinks, you do something pretty cool where somebody can basically pay you once for multiple packages, but you can ship them out to different destinations, correct? Yep. 
Can you tell people so, a little bit about that? Because I thought that was just the coolest, like, awesome idea. Like, grandma comes to the site or whatever. Or anyways, you, you, you drive the bus. So actually, not launched yet. It will be launched oh, okay. at the end of the month. At the end of the month, beginning. So maybe on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so we're calling it multiple ship to. So as Robert, you started saying, you know, grandma comes to the site. She has fifteen grandchildren, whatever it is, and she wants to send pretzels to all fifteen. She could go and put, you know, one of the gift boxes um, in the shopping cart. She hits a button, multiple ship to, and we'll, you know, we'll have a great copy explaining what, what exactly a multiple ship to feature is. And she could go put in um, all the all the addresses for her 15 grandchildren, hit check hit checkout, put a unique gift note for each grandchild. Oh, cool. um, put a maybe if they want to get it in a future delivery date. So like maybe she saw the ad on in October, but obviously she doesn't want to send a, a, a holiday present. Um, in October, so she wants to send it, you know, December fifteenth or whatever. Uh, so she could put that the day that she wants it sent. Also, uh, and then you know she gets charged for the product and for each um, address for shipping. But it's um, very very seamless um, way to send you know products to you know our products to a whole bunch of people instead of going one by one by one. Yeah. Uh, so we think th- we think that's going to be game changing. And we spoke to people that have this feature. Um, you know, not a ton of people have it on their site, but we spoke to a couple people that do. Uh, and they say that like 10% of their revenue comes from, you know, this feature alone. Yeah, that's brilliant. How did yeah. you stumble upon this insight? Because that it, it sounds so intuitive and like, duh, you should do that. But like, mm-hmm. I've never thought of it and or heard of it. And it, it's just so brilliant. Just got to be a student of the game. There uh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, read a lot, listen a lot on a lot of sites see what they're doing well um and you'll stumble you'll stumble on it and and implement it yeah i love that um what are the best and worst parts about running goat best parts i'm I'm, I'm my boss right i you know like no i'm not really answering to anybody um i get to drive the business um and i have responsibility for other people right I, i i I like that, you know, I'm just like, people are leaning on me. And, you know, if I I perform, if we perform, we, you know, we, we all celebrate. So really like that pressure for now. Um, And uh, I think that's been really the best part. Worst part is you, what's, what's the line you, uh, you eat what you, what you catch or whatever. Uh, So that's always, I have, we're working in corporate, got a paycheck twice, twice a month. So, um, but and you know, lack of sleep, but and you know, really having to uh, be be all in. But um, you know, net net, really, re- really, really enjoying it. Yeah, that's awesome, and you're crushing it too, which also helps. Um, if you started a company tomorrow, which f- social network would you start building first? Excuse me. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much talk out there, right? it's going to be Facebook and Instagram. That's where the bread and butter is, especially, I mean, I can say that I'm I'm saying that from my um, experience, right? We skew older, so 45 plus. So that's where, that's where they're hanging out. They're not really hanging out on TikTok, Snap um, or a different platform. So um, that's, that comes from my past experience and um, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm totally tracking. I think, I think there is a lot to be said of, definitely the context dependent on what the product would be or something like that. But man, Facebook is still Facebook, Instagram, still the best buy right now for sure. And there's just, there's still, it's still a behemoth. Um, What have been the biggest growth levers? Like how did you guys skyrocket to, was it just off the back of paid or like, how did you get to, cause you're doing a pretty formidable run rates and you guys are still growing. How, How did you get there? Yeah. So we, it actually like it came right off the back of paid, as you said. We yeah. were we were able to spend money at a at a good return, so we just kept on spending more money. And you know, obviously, a lot of people don't have that success off the bat. Luckily, luckily, we did. So yes, a lot of our stuff is paid, but um, you know, we do a great uh, we do we're really great at retention. Mm-hmm. So yes, we could you know we could we could pay for a customer. And, and make some money, break even, lose a little bit of money, but we know on the back end, 
um, it's coming on from LTV. So really, really focusing a lot um, on that. Um, and then, um, you know, word of mouth has been really great for us. So somebody gets a package from pretzels.com and they're telling their friends. We know that from our post-purchase survey. Um, so um, I guess you could call it organic um, mm-hmm. has been great for us. That's awesome. And and also an SEO, right? Having pretzels, yeah. having licorice.com um, has been great for SEO. That's incredible. And then do you guys experience, I'm sure, a ton of seasonality, right? Where Q4 is obviously going to be just hand and fist above the other three quarters or not so much? So it's actually interesting. When we started this business, we were like, okay, you know, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, end of the year, that's when we're going to have our business, you know middle of you know middle of the summer who the hell is gonna buy these yeah, yeah. licorice and pretzels launched a business we obviously launched in q4 so it was amazing and then okay we holiday was over you know we we take a little break for end of the year and then we start working again in january like okay are we gonna get orders in january you're gonna get orders you know beginning of february and actually like today we're sitting here at the end of september and we know from our post-purchase survey, 85% of our customers are buying it for self-consumption. And only wow. 15% only 15% are buying it for gift giving. But yes, to your point, we will spike like crazy um, in Q4. But not to say, you know, we're doing a nice amount of business um, here at the end of September. That's so incredible. What about other parts of the ecosystem in terms of like email or newsletters or community? Do you guys focus on that at all? Or is it just strictly acquisition retention? Um, so um, in terms of community, we, you know, we are trying to build that up on a Facebook group. Um, I think that's our best uh, place to start building it just because, as I said before, our audience is a little older. So we're going to start with the Facebook group. Um not doing any newsletters that are coming from us. Um, but yeah, I think we're just, you know, we're doing the regular blocking and tackling yep. for right now that most e-com businesses are doing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, what gives you more gray hair, licorice or uh, pretzels? Pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a pretty robust skew set. So most clients, or most clients, most D2C brands usually have like two to five kind of like hero products. And you guys just have a really a smorgasbord of awesomeness, like an embarrassment of yep. riches. Is that by design or is it just really cheap for you guys to spin up? Or is there inventory risk in terms of buying certain flavors and not? Or like, how? because that, that adds a lot of complexity, right? As your SKU spin up, there's, there's just a little bit more complexity, not only in inventory, but in acquisition and marketing. Uh, especially if the flavor profiles are a little different. How, like, how did you come, how do you choose what flavors to promote and how do you choose what flavors to kind of sunset? Yep. So the reason why we uh, did that, you know, so many SKUs on, on both sites is because we are licorice.com. We are pretzels.com. If they would come and there would be five SKUs, it'd be like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. You know, uh, we, 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 we need to make sure we're giving, uh, you know, a big uh, selection of, of the, of the product. So that was our strategy. And we, we hold true to that, uh, you know, uh, today in terms of risk. Yeah, it sucks, right? Inventory. If you're sitting on inventory, um, you know, as everybody knows, it's, it, it, it eats cash. Um, and, but in terms of how to acquire a customer, we did our research and we continue to do our research of, okay, what product should we be promoting? That's going to, you know, yield the highest um ncpa or or lowest ncpa um what products should we be promoting because those products um have the you know best ltv you know thanks to triple l dashboard uh we use that all the time to know the products that are uh, yielding the highest ltv so yes you know i i think you know to your answer your question you know we need to have it because we are licorice.com we are pretzels.com um we are doing a good job with our data to know which ones to promote in terms of risk. Yeah, it's a little risky, but it's worth it. Yeah, that's a really great answer. So even though there are some economic considerations, the brand perception took precedence because you want to be the leader in the space. And that that's a really cool way to look at that. I, I love that, yep. Jonathan. Yep. What other expansion channels are you guys thinking about? Like has reach are you you're not in retail yet, are you? 
hour after launching at the oh. end of October. More breaking news. Where are you guys going to go? Is it going to be a licorice or pretzels like proper store? Because, And then also I want you to talk about your vending machines play because you have one in the Austin airport. And it's like it, it's it's so on brand because it's like this really awesome like premium vending machine. It's not like this little Coke thing and you get it, you know, a, a Pepsi or whatever out of. So, so elaborate a little more on the retail, how you made that decision, where you guys are going to be launching. And then I want to hear about the vending machine strategy as well. Yep. So, um, actually right here, these are our, this is our packaging for pretzels. If you're on, if you're listening on YouTube or whatever, see the packaging. So that packaging, it's not great for retail. Um, it doesn't show the product, um, you know, the, the product names on the bottom over here. It's amazing for direct to consumer, not so great for retail. So we're doing the traditional pouch bags for retail that, you know, a lot of CPG food, um, people are doing and we're bringing our best products from licorice and pretzels putting it in a pouch and we're partnering with um, uh, a uh, retail store called it sugar they're the okay. biggest confectionery um, um, retail uh, candy stores in the uh, in the US so they have about 110 retail stores and we're taking our best licorice products our best licorice products called a down under it's mm-hmm. an Australian piece of licorice um, covered in, in milk chocolate and dark chocolate. Oh um, you know, we, we, can't, we can't keep them in stock um, on our direct site. So we're bringing them to it sugar, see how it launch, see how it does. If, you know, if we sell through amazing and we'll, we'll sign up some more retail stores, but we want to take it very, very slow because we have something really good going on direct and we don't right. want any, we want, we don't want any distractions. Uh, right. when it comes to retail. So taking it very, very slow. So that's what we're doing on the retail front. As you mentioned, we have right now three vending machines. So we have one here um, in Delray Beach, Florida. Uh, we have one in Austin and we have a uh, one in a, air, a small airport out in California. And that has been amazing for us. Uh, it's actually crazy. We've been setting like setting records for how much money we're doing um, in, in, you know, on, in vending machines, you know, when you, people think of vending machines, they think of like, you know, some drinks, you know, a Pepsi or water or whatever, or, you know, a snack like a Milky Way or Three Musketeers or something like that. Nothing like upscale like this for, yeah. you know, with pretzels and liquor. So we've been having really great success. And it's also a brand awareness play, yeah. right? Because I was in Austin last week. And I went to the airport a little bit early just to, you know, scout out um, the vending machines. And people walk through it like, oh, shit, pretzels.com. Oh, licorice. Like, that's amazing. So now we're working with a, a partner to get a little pixel inside the vending machine. So that way it could tag people's phones. And then you could re, I mean, it's retarget them on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. So oh, cool. that should be a real, that, I'm not really excited for that test. Yeah, that's awesome. And then how did you, like, how involved were you in the design of the vending machine? Because like, if you guys are in the Austin airport, uh, I think it's like gate 26 or 20. It's like in the middle of the airport. Yeah. 25, yeah. Um, it's so cool looking. Like, it's like from the future. And to your point, it absolutely just exudes upscale awesomeness. Um, yeah. Like, w- was that obviously by design? Yeah. So we the vending machines um, come from overseas, actually. Uh, uh blanking exactly which country um but you know saw them somewhere in, in my research reached reached out to the company said hey can we do this worked with them got it done and then it's really the the design of the vending machine comes from our packaging um so really very much on brand and i think it yeah as you said rob you know people walk to the airport and it, and it hits them um, and that's exactly what we wanted to do that's so cool man that's so cool what do you see the next two to three years? Like, how do you see D2C e-commerce kind of unfolding um, in general and specific? And then what's kind of the two to three year roadmap for GOAT? Generally, direct to consumer, I, I think things will get better, right? It, it's it's got to get a little bit better. You know, I think there'll <laughs> be, um, you know, channels channels will come out or channels that are existing might get you know, better for acquisition. But I think we sort of are in the, the you know, the worst part of the curve uh, in terms of uh, acquisition. So I think it's going to get better. I don't know how it's going to get better, but uh, just naturally it's going to, it's going to get better, I think. And then 
in that vein, I think, you know, this time period, it's going to, it's going to wash away a lot of people that, you know, just can't survive. Um, This, this, it's, it's sad, but it's a reality. So I think the people that do survive and, you know, let's call the next two, three years, they're going to come out on top and it's going to be, it's going to be a nice, um, nice wave to ride, you know, once this is all over. Uh, so I think that's a future for um, yeah. direct to consumer. Um, and then in terms of what's the future for goat, we're going to you know, keep on expanding pretzels and licorice. Um, and then we have six more brands to launch. So we just, we, you know, once a month, Let's go. Yeah, once, once a month, we, you know, the founders go out for dinner. So we went out for dinner last night um, and we just like, I'm, I'm like pushing like, like just launch them launch them launch them and every you know some people are like, like got you know slow down slow down but i think it's our it's our goal to want to have five or six brands by june 23 wow yeah wow and then a- yeah something yeah something that i think is worth mentioning is like we're in a unique position right we're sort of an you know this aggregator term you know for amazon brands or shopify brands has been very very popular recently so we're like a mini aggregator in some sense but what's unique about us is we're all food right it's all food for self-consumption all food for gift giving and there's a lot of synergies between the two so we're able to acquire somebody on, on licorice and walk if you know if we're able to and we're doing a good job now but if we're able to acquire somebody on licorice and walk them through five brands game's over yeah, that's that's where I think it gets really interesting. And they're all in that high end and there's not really any downside where you can walk them through and like maybe they don't want the caramel but they do want the pretzels or what have you and like you can just yeah, very gracefully and tactfully expose them to the different monetization paths that you have. Yep. It's it's super cool. It's super yep. cool. Do you ever think that there is going to be like a sampling vector? where like you have a small sample size that you send out to people and then people buy, like if you, so we have a big client that sells really amazing furniture, but a lot of times they'll send, you can buy like for $0, buy like a a leather samples, right? Before you spend $10,000 on a couch, you want to see what leathers. Is that cross your guys' mind where you have a lower price point for some sort of samples or something? Or is that a terrible idea? No, it's a great idea. And and we're, we're, we're waiting for the packaging um, as we speak right now for those samples. So our third brand that's coming out is called Popsters. So we're taking um, a step away from, you know, the dot coms and we're creating a brand from scratch. So a Popster is a caramel corn popcorn ball, um, lightly, lightly uh, salted with, and they're enrolled with milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter and oh jelly, some crazy flavors. So nobody knows what a popster is, right? It, you know, people know directionally, okay, what a pretzel, I mean, everybody knows what a pretzel is, but they directionally know what, you know, a barbecue pretzel could taste like. And same thing with licorice. Um, but here, we, you know, you got to just get it in people's mouths, right? Get it in yeah, their yeah. mouths and it's, and it's addicting. Um, and so... Yeah, you know, we're gonna do a big, big sample play for popsters. So anybody that orders um, pretzels or licorice um, going going forward will have a little tube. So it's like it's this tube, but it's like literally like this big. Yeah. Um, you probably like yeah. So that that that's a play, and I think once you get it um, in the mouth of a consumer, it's it's game over on a popster. That's brilliant. And that also speaks to the fact that even though it does suck a little bit to eat the warehousing cost, eat the cost of the fulfillment team, et cetera, et cetera, it also gives you that flexibility to be able to put in whatever you want when you ship these packages out, whether it be inserts, samples, what have you, instead of negotiating with your 3PL, they're going to upcharge you to include this, et cetera. Maybe they can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pick and pack rates go up, what have you. Um, so having that vertical integration is actually, if you can get there, pretty awesome. Actually, a very interesting story on sampling. So at the early, you know, probably about a year ago, maybe even more than that, you know, I was going through my Shopify you know, customers and saw that Les Wexner bought. Les Wexner was the founder yeah. of Victoria's Secret. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge businessman. A lot of money. Um, I was like, wow, Les Wexner just bought from us. This is, this is, this is amazing um and you know 
had the courage to reach out to Lex and say, hey, Lex, you know, saw you bought. Can we hop on a call and just want to pick your brain because you're one of the best businessmen of all time. Yep. Um, so I got on the phone with him and spent two and a half hours. No way. Talking to Lex. And one thing that he really, really important was sampling. And he was like, Jonathan, don't be cheap when you sample because the more of a sample you give, the more likelihood a customer is going to come and buy from you. No way. So, you know, take, you know, finally taking Lex's work, uh, words and his advice um, and, you know, doing this, you know, um, doing the sampling for Popsers. Cold email. And he answered. Cold email. And we got no it. No way. Yeah. It was, yeah. That's it was cool. incredible. Wow, what a story! And he can, and he continues to be a great customer. What a story! That is amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, are you ready for some rapid fire? Let's do it. All right. TikTok overrated or underrated? Hot take, but I think overrated. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Spicy off the bat. But maybe maybe it's just me. We we can't crack the code. At least on organic. Uh, paid. You know, been able to do a little bit. Uh, but you know, our audience, our audience is 45 plus and just not hanging out there too much. I think that's so important to realize, like, go where your people are. And like, these expansion channels are interesting. But at the end of the day, like, you don't want to be thrown parties where nobody is. And so it's just there can be uphill battles that I think that's really smart. Excuse me, Florida, overrated, underrated, underrated. Oh yeah, sunshine and taxes, <laughs> baby. Let's go. It's good. It's good to uh, you know play tennis, golf, and be by a beach a couple minutes away. Have you uh, gotten into the pickle yet? You doing any pickleball? So I'm holding out because I I, oh, no. love, I love playing. I love. I know you're a big pickleball guy, Rob, but you know I love playing tennis, and it's my it's my form of exercise. So yeah, and you know it's just, there's a constant battle between tennis and and pickle, uh, yeah. but. I'll probably have to give in because it's it's a good social uh, it's a good social sport. It's been an incredible net, like incredible networking activity for me. Yeah. It's nuts where I'll go. I've met the, a couple like there's a fancy restaurant in Austin uh, called The Well. I met the founder there or the owner there. Like just random people will play. But I'll tell tennis is awesome to be fair. You see that 19 year old crusher just yeah. wiping the floor with people. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean that kid is just unbelievable. It's a future. He's the future, isn't he? It's kind of very prescient timing in the sense of because Federer kind of just hung it up or is on the way out and stuff. Yeah. And so to have him, uh, yeah, that, that kid's incredible. But uh, yeah. uh, to be fair, though, the uh, good tennis players are usually transfer very well in the pickle. There's a ton of overlap where it transfers pretty quickly. Yeah, excited to get into it soon. Shopify, overrated, underrated? Underrated. Um know as we mentioned before warren my father-in-law business partner has been in e-commerce before it was called e-commerce you know, before it's direct <laughs> to consumers you know it was called uh uh mailing you know they would mail out hundreds of millions of catalogs yeah. um Seems. and what he what he when he looks over my shoulder and sees what i could do in shopify he said you know that would have taken them three years to do um, yeah. in another platform so i think shopify has changed the game and um, it just put anybody in business that wants to be an entrepreneur for the most part. Yeah, I love it. Harley and everybody over there, or Harvey, excuse me, and everybody's doing some some really impressive things up there in, in, in the Great White North, in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, unboxing experience, overrated, underrated? Underrated. Got to have a great unboxing. Um, yeah. It's a first look at your product, you know, feel, touch. It, it's, it's so important. Yeah, I agree. And, and you're so hot and bothered. Uh, when you do that and then to be let down where it's like here's the thing it's like oh man it, it, yeah. it goes back to almost what you were talking about of that mental model of people go to licorice.com and they expect to see just every single licorice they can think of and if you went to licorice.com and you saw three licorice it would just be so antithetical or like it would just feel gross or it's just like you feel like you're getting hoodwinked yeah. i think at yeah. unboxing it's 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 so important uh crypto overrated underrated it's a little easier question now than than it was maybe a year ago. I'm just going to say overrated. Yeah, yeah, it got, the, it got yeah. a haircut for sure. Uh, vending machines, overrated, underrated? I can only speak for, for myself, so I'm going to say underrated. Um, I think it's a, it's a big um, 
I mean, it, it's, it, you know, some brands it's good for, some brands it just makes yeah. no sense. But if it makes sense for your brand, reach out, uh, happy to make the connection. But it, as I said, it, you know, does sales, which is, which is great, but it's also a great brand awareness play. Yeah, especially too in that um, high traffic and then also I'm sure your demographics skew a little bit higher income and right. um, most people higher income fly. And so right. like it, it all yeah. makes sense. It's really smart. Yeah, that's great. Um, if you could do a collab with anyone with either pretzels or licorice, who would it be? Good question. Um, I mean, this is a bad answer, but I guess like, you know, Mr. Beast. Of course. Uh, every, every, Not a bad right? answer at all. But I mean, it's, yeah. I think that that's, that's kind of my five to seven year thesis is everybody's going to become essentially a media slash distribution company right like you have to figure out like because not that his products aren't great but everything is built off the back of that distribution and he's just slightly monetizing his brand like with his burgers his chocolate like all these things it's, it's brilliant man it is not, so not slightly fair play fair play yeah he's printing money uh that guy he, he's a hustler um What's your favorite meal and why? Um, like Middle Eastern cuisine, you know. Okay. So, um, like, go to like Israel. Go to, yeah, like couscous. I mean, go yeah. to Israel a lot. So the food in Israel. I think you've been to Rabba once, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, that the food in Israel is just like that gets me every time. Uh, yeah, so it's I'm, very good. You know, I'm able to get it here a little bit. So hummus, tahina, pita bread. It's just like yeah. that's. It's game over when you put that in front of me. <laughs> Sings to your soul. I love yeah. it. Uh, what's your favorite podcast? Um, How I Build This. Yeah. You know, just even when I wasn't, even when I didn't have this business, listen to How I Built This and just the stories that people tell on there and how they built how they built their uh, business um, and some of the war stories um, that people really open up to. It's 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 amazing to hear. Yeah, it's a sensational podcast. There's, uh, to piggyback off of that, there's a couple other business breakdowns. Have you ever listened to that one? No. Oh, you got to check it out. There's yeah, a, yeah. Uh, there's an episode on Rolex. And Rolex is actually a nonprofit. What? How? I don't know. <laughs> but like, there's like, it's incredible. It's like the, it's like how I built this, but a little bit more tactical slash economic slash branding. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. But how I built this sensational pick fantastic pick favorite place travel to and why uh capri italy uh oh, went yeah. there on my honeymoon you know i wasn't such a big traveler my wife sort of dragged me there uh but you know once we landed and took the boat to capri and was on the island it was like wow these views the water um the food was just like unbelievable yeah that's on the list that, that whole yeah uh capri you can get in the como you can do like that that whole yeah. just area is just stunning that's sensational okay last question you'll make it through the rapid fire if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive fictional or non-fictional who would they be you have a, a four-place setting you're sitting at the head of the table who's getting the invite from jonathan love that question and uh no Think of, I actually think about this a lot because just I think it's just a good way of like who, who are your idols in life. Yeah, yeah. So agreed. You know, one of my idols um, is Coach Mike Mike Krzyzewski, Used to be the coach yeah. of Duke basketball. Um, yeah. Love everything he stands for. Great leader, um, successful person, and you know everything that comes out of his mouth is, is gold to me. So yep. would agreed. love to meet meet uh, Mike Krzyzewski and have dinner with him. Uh, second person would probably be my great grandfather. Uh, sur survived the Holocaust, uh, came from Europe to the States and built his life again. You know, and now he's, you know, he passed, he passed probably 15 years ago, but he's the matriarch to the family. Everybody looks yeah. up to him. Um, and what, what he built, um, is amazing. Um, third person, I don't know, I guess it'll probably be my wife. Um, you know, like just don't spend too much, you know, I've, I've spent time, but you know, would love to get more time with her. So definitely invite her as well. Look at you. You're getting brownie points left and right. That's a good <laughs> list though. 
That's a good look. Coach K is awesome. He's a really yeah, he interesting, uh, really interesting guy. And uh, court named after him. Coached some Olympic teams, tons of titles. Uh, and by all accounts, seems like a really awesome human. Seems like a good yep. dude. It's a good pick. It's a great pick. Jonathan, you did it. You made it all through. Your your AirPods, I think you've been swapping them out, but yeah, you made yeah. it in. You did it. You finally did it. Um, where can people buy pretzels? Where can people buy licorice? Uh, tell the people what's up, and then how can they connect with you? Yep. Uh, pretzels.com, licorice.com. Very easy to remember. Um, on the Twitters, uh, don't not really too active right now. You know, it's a, it's a goal of mine to start posting, but um, I think my handle's Packer J sixteen, something like that. Um, DM <laughs> me there. I mean, yeah, DM me there. Um, I'll answer. Um, other than that, uh, pretty private person. But if you need a, if you need to get a hold of me for something, email customer service, and they'll definitely pass it on, um, either on licorice or pretzels. Amazing. Yeah, and you will not regret the. Uh, I haven't yet to try the licorice because I. I fell into the pretzels and I needed to shave some pounds. We, act- so maybe we actually just we actually just sent a whole shipment to the Austin office. So you oh get, no! You got, <laughs> I guess oh, you gotta make no. your way. You gotta make your way back. Uh, oh goodness! Alexa and gang, uh, get to it. Oh man, I hope they get it because I I cannot. I need to shave a couple lbs. I've been uh, a little little uh, lax in terms of getting my workouts in. Just but uh, back on the train. Jonathan, yep. man, thank you for the eloquent answers and the thoughtful responses and just the great conversation, dude. It's been so fun great. to connect, and it's just really cool to see how far um, you've come on our, on your journey, man. I mean, I remember what was almost like a year ago when you and Warren and I were chatting and stuff like that, yep. and you're just really, really firing on all cylinders, and that founder CEO role looks really good on you, man. I, I'm really thank impressed you. of uh, what th- you've done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to Triple Whale and everything that you guys have been doing. It's been helping our business, you know, you know, like crazy. So love to see you guys building more and building every day. And shout out to AJ and Max, who are fearless leaders and who have been really crushing it. Yeah, powerful. I really appreciate that. And if you do want to get more involved with Triple Whale, we are triplewhale.com. And then you can subscribe to our newsletter, which is goes out every Tuesday, Thursday called Whale Mail. It's super awesome. And then if you enjoy this podcast, tell your friend about it and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Jonathan, you're the best, man. I really appreciate it. And then, as always, I forgot to plug our Twitter, but everybody knows we're on Twitter. Um, we're on the Bird app, at Triple Whale. Hit us up if you need anything. Jonathan, dude, I really appreciate it. We'll get you back out to Austin soon. Enjoy the sunshine in Florida. You won't have a winter this year. That's kind of awesome. It's amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I got out of the Indiana. I used to live in Indiana, and I got out of winter, and I'm like, I'm never going back, man. It, once you ha- not have a winter, you don't have to scrape your car or deal with the cold. It's like, oh, it's amazing. So go buy some stuff. Go buy some pretzels. Go buy some licorice and then pops- possibly a popster very, very soon. Um, Jonathan, thanks so much, my man. You're the best. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. All right. That's another ROAS in the books, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.